Nobody said amen. Hallelujah. I want to read a little bit from the word of the Lord today, and I'll not be long. I, I don't think, but I, what a tremendous move of the Spirit of God we had last Sunday in this church. And I still believe that God wants to give a divine intervention to this church. Nothing can happen without the presence of God. Can you say amen? Nothing matters more than the presence of God. What I preached last Sunday was, it was, it was, it was exactly the way I feel. I felt it before then. I feel it now. And I want you to understand that it's, it's not anything to do with not being thankful for what we have and for what God has given us. I thank God every day for the day that we live in. These are strategic times, and these are the times that we have been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. And we owe, we owe so much to God. But we don't want to get so modernized, and we don't want to get so up-to-date that we put God out-of-date. We want to make sure that God is in everything we do. Can you say amen? Nothing matters more. It doesn't matter what we do. Nothing is more important than the presence and the power of God in this church. Today I want to read a scripture in Matthew chapter 13. This is, uh, I love my church month. Does anybody love your church? Amen. Oh, come on. I said, does anybody love your church? Stand all over the house for the reading of the word of the Lord. It's I love my church month, and this is the last Sunday. Now, a couple of Sundays ago, I had 17 minutes, and I preached on why I love my church in 17 minutes. I'm not going to preach 17 minutes today. I'm going to preach longer than that. But I want to I talk about today the value of the kingdom, the value of the kingdom of God. Matthew 13, Jesus was talking in verse 44. And he said this, again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a treasure hid in a field, that which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man, seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had, and he bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which, when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just, shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus saith unto them, Have ye understood all these things? And they say unto him, Yea, Lord. Then he said unto them, Therefore, every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. You may be seated. God bless you today. Lord, bless your word today. Anoint our minds and our spirits today. I don't know that I've ever valued the church, the kingdom of God, any more 
than I do today. And some of the things I say today may be repetitive of what you've heard over the last few weeks, but there is a great need for us to understand the value of the church, the kingdom of God. Now, when I say the church, I'm not talking about this building that sits at 6680 Frontage Road in Monroe, Louisiana. I'm not just talking about that. The church, the church, I'm talking about the body of Christ around the world. I'm talking about from the four corners of this earth, a people who have been called out and called to such a time as which we live. So when I, when I speak of the church, let your mind expand today because the church engulfs many nations and many people and many kinds of people. Some of you that think you've got God in a corner and think that it's us four and no more are going to be surprised if you make it to heaven and who all is really there. It's kind of like John Maxwell said, he's, he's not a, an apostolic, but he's a great man on leadership. And one of our pastors was riding with him one day and he said, well, what do you think about the Pentecostal movement? He said, well, he said, I believe they're going to make it if they don't run past it. We're going to make it. Amen. Whatever you, you, you believe, we're going to make it. But the kingdom of heaven is so valuable, and Jesus spoke of it. When he gave the, the, the sermon or the talk or the parables, whatever you want to say it is, in, in Matthew 13, if you go read that whole chapter, he is referring to the kingdom of heaven many times. As a matter of fact, I looked up this morning, the word kingdom is mentioned 342 times throughout the scriptures. That's Old and New Testament. But kingdom of heaven is mentioned 32 times, and every one of those times is in the New Testament. Kingdom of God is mentioned 69 times, and every time that is mentioned in the New Testament. So what, what we're looking at today is obviously a very important subject to God because he talked often about the kingdom of heaven. And here in Matthew 13, he says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. It's a treasure. It's something that perhaps would be hid in a field. And he said, can you get a mental picture of this? He's saying that when a man had found it, in other words, there's a man that's plowing the field one day, and he, his plow hits something that is not the tender soil. His plow hits something that jolts him for a moment, and he stops, and there must be a chest, a treasure, something that he discovers, and he pulls it out of the dirt, and he brushes it off, and he looks at the Bible. Jesus said, it's the kingdom of heaven is like a man that he's in a field, and he finds a treasure, and when he found it, he looks around to see that nobody is watching, and he goes and hides it, perhaps buries it right back where it's at and marks it with, with a stick or, a, uh, or leaves or a mark with his foot in the dirt. I don't know. But the Bible said when he found it, he hid it 
and for the joy thereof, he went and sold everything that he had. And he didn't just buy the treasure, he bought the field. He bought the whole piece of property just to get what was in the field. What are you saying, Pastor? I've come to tell you today, there has never been an hour when the church is more important in your life, when the kingdom of heaven is more important to you and to me, because that is where our success and our future lies. It's not within the making of our own hands or the, or the smartness of our mind or the things that we conjure and collect in life. It is more than that. The kingdom of heaven is eternal. It's eternal life. It's something that is more valuable than money. It's more valuable than property. It's more valuable than anything you own. The kingdom of heaven is, is the greatest thing you could discover in your life. Somebody shout amen. So he bought not just the treasure, he bought the whole field. Jesus then, he, he expounded a little more and he said the kingdom of heaven, it's like a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. Here's a man that is in the pearl business. He's been looking for pearls for years. He's been collecting pearls. I know that because of what the scripture said. And one day he's in the marketplace and perhaps just picking up pearls and looking at them and being the expert in pearls that he is. I'm reading some into it, but you have to read between the lines here because the Bible said he was a merchant man and he was seeking goodly pearls. That means he was in the pearl market and that's what he was after. And when he found one, somebody say he found one. He found one that was better than the other. He found one that nothing else had ever compared to. He found one that nobody had ever seen anything like this pearl. The Bible said when he found this one pearl of great price, he went and sold everything that he had. He got rid of every pearl that he owned. He's put everything on the market that he had been collecting for years. He was a merchant. He knew what he was doing, but this this pearl. This was a different pearl. Let me tell you, this is what men have to do when they come in contact with the pearl of great price, with the kingdom of heaven, because when you come to God, you got to put aside the past. You got to put aside the things that you have collected in your life. You got to put aside, you got to sell out to get the pearl. He sold everything that he had, and he said, I want that pearl more than I want any pearl that I've ever seen because that pearl is of great price. And Jesus said, this is what heaven's like or the kingdom of heaven is like. This is what it's all about. You see, I see people that, that want to come to God, but they don't want to sell out. They don't want to give everything else up. Uh, and you read every once in a while about a movie star that, that supposedly found God. Well, let me just tell you, if you find God, you'll sell out. You'll get rid of the other stuff. You'll get rid of all the other pearls. You'll, get, you'll go by the whole field. When you get the kingdom of heaven, you'll sell out the Bible said this is not 
This is not a pretty scene, but this is what it's all about. You gotta be willing to carry a cross. You gotta be willing to go through some stuff. You gotta be willing to sacrifice a little bit because ladies and gentlemen, the pearl is worth the price. Hallelujah. Salvation without a price. Somebody said, well, it's all free. It is free. Jesus bought our salvation at Calvary. He shed his blood. But just because he shed his blood don't mean that every man's saved because you have to apply that blood to your life and you have to go somewhere to an altar. And repent. I'm going to get to that in a few minutes. But I'm just talking today about when you find the pearl. Look, I've watched people come out of the drug world, come out of the world of alcohol, come out of the world of, of habits and, and, and things that had them bound. And, and when they find God, all of a sudden my Lord where's this been all of my life this is the thing that will set you free and this is the thing that will make things good in your life somebody hear me today and then he didn't stop there he expounded a little more and he said the kingdom of heaven's like a net that was cast into the sea and gathered every kind oh I like that which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels but cast the bad away. Let me tell you what the Lord does. He is a God of whosoever will. Are you listening today? Doesn't matter where you came from. Doesn't matter what your pedigree is. Doesn't matter what generation your mama was this or your daddy was this or if you never knew God or anything about God. Doesn't matter to Jesus. Doesn't matter what about that when it comes to the kingdom of heaven because the kingdom of heaven takes everybody in. It takes the poor in. It takes the rich in. It takes all the middle class in. It takes the white and the black and the yellow and the red. It takes every color, every nation, every it pulls everybody in and let me tell you what else it does the kingdom of heaven that net makes us all as one by the power and the common denominator of the Holy Ghost so you're talking about all this kingdom of heaven stuff what is the kingdom of heaven what do you mean by the kingdom of heaven? Let me just give you Paul's definition in Romans chapter 14. Here's what Paul said. The kingdom of heaven is not meat and drink. Here's what the kingdom of heaven is. It's righteousness. Somebody shout righteousness and peace and joy. Where? Put Romans 14. There you go. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's where the kingdom of heaven is. That's what, that's what it's all about. This is, this is why Jesus said that, that you have to seek it first. You, you got to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You got to seek these things before you seek anything else. When he taught on the Sermon on the Mount, he said, look at the sparrows, look at the lily, look at all the things that God takes care of, but he loves you more than he loves them. So you seek God, and you seek his kingdom, and you seek his righteousness, and when you do that, everything else is gonna be added unto you. I'm preaching to somebody this morning that you need a renewed value of the kingdom of God in your life. Let me tell you, I'd rather have Jesus 
Jesus than anything I know. I'd rather have Jesus than money in my pocket. I'd rather have Jesus than fame and fortune. I want the kingdom of heaven to be a part of my life. And I want to be a part of that life. Hallelujah. See, Jesus built it. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Jesus, Jesus bought this church with his own blood. The Bible said we're not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And not only did he, did he buy it with his blood, he started it and he gave the keys to the kingdom to a man called Simon Peter. This is simple preaching today, but this is truth. And so what people have to understand. Remember in Matthew 16, let me, let me go through it one more time for those of you who don't know it. Here's what, here's what happened in Matthew 16. Jesus looks at his own disciples and said, whom do men say that I am? And one of them said, well, I heard somebody the other day say you were Elias or Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said, okay, but whom do you say that I am? And one guy stood up you got to love Simon Peter. He wasn't afraid to speak out. He stood up and he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus stops and looks at him and said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. He said, My Father which is in heaven revealed that to you. And he said, Upon this rock I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And he said, furthermore, he said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Everybody say the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I've been talking about the kingdom of heaven. You want to know how to get in? I'm about to tell you how to get in. Because the keys to the kingdom are very important. And when, when, when he looked at Simon Peter that day and said, Thou art Peter and upon this rock. Upon what rock? I believe upon a couple of things. I believe upon his faith in Jesus Christ. And I believe upon his recognition of who Jesus was. Hello. And so he hands him the keys and he said, whatsoever you bind on earth, it's going to be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth, it's going to be loosed in heaven. Here's the keys. He simply handed Simon Peter the keys to the kingdom of God. The king, he said, the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to hand you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Now, there's been debate. Is the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven the same thing? I think so, and I believe so. They're synonymous terms because you can't have the kingdom of God without the kingdom of heaven. And you sure can't have the kingdom of heaven without the kingdom of God. Are you with me today? Oh, I'm not preaching hellfire, but I'm getting down where you live right now. Because I want to tell you something. There's only one way into his kingdom. And Peter had the keys to the kingdom. You see, I, 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 many years ago, I, I, I decided in my heart to make sure that I knew right from wrong and the way to get into the kingdom of God. And my studies always led me to John chapter 3 where Nicodemus came in the night and said, Good master, we know that thou art a teacher sent from God for no 
man can do these miracles except God be with him. But in the third chapter of John and the third verse, Jesus looked at him. He didn't even answer his question as about his identity. He just said, I want to say something to you, Nicodemus. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus said it it's in red letters in your Bible if you have a red letter edition he said you cannot even see the kingdom of God if you're not born again so this this shook on Nicodemus up I mean here's a man 40 something years old standing before Jesus and he looks at him and he said no 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 wait a minute he was just like you and I he said how can a man be born when he's old how can a man, how can a man, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? This is the question. Go read it. It's in verse 4. He said, how can a man be born? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? And Jesus said this. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit. No, he didn't say of spirit. He said of the spirit. And that spirit has a capital. And a capital tells me it is a proper name of identity. Hello. He cannot enter. First he said, you can't see it. And now he's saying, you can't enter the kingdom of God unless you are born again of the water and the spirit. Does anybody see where I'm at today? Because you see, there's a lot of folks that claim to be a part of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven and they never quit lying and they never quit cursing and they never quit drugging and they never quit drinking and they never quit committing adultery and they never quit stealing and they never quit doing the things of the world because let me tell you, you can't be in the kingdom of God and do those things. You gotta have a turnaround in your life. You gotta have a born again experience in your life and if you wanna know how to get a born experience begin experience you need to go study Acts chapter 2 because the Bible said that when the Holy Ghost fell in Acts chapter 2 that that man that had the keys to the kingdom stood up on the day of Pentecost and when they said what must we do he said you got to repent you got to be baptized in Jesus name for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost does anybody believe what I'm preaching here this morning the value of the kingdom lies right here today Well, do I have to do that? You don't have to do anything. Let me tell you, God made you a free moral agent. You don't have to serve him. You don't have to pray. You don't have to give. You don't have to do anything. But let me just tell you what the Bible says. The Bible said when you do those things, you are blessed. There's only one way. And when you get into his kingdom. You see, I, I got to read this morning the word of the Lord. Things that will keep us out of the kingdom of heaven. And when I read it, it was like reading the textbooks of the 21st century. Because the Bible is always up to date. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 12, here's what it said. Listen to me very carefully. Verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Unrighteous people aren't in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not party time. 
It's righteousness, peace, and joy. I know this is boring. Some of you, you know all this, but somebody in this room don't know all this. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Watch me now. He said, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And Paul said, be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Honey, if you live that life, you ain't a part of the kingdom of God. Paul said, Paul said, that he was changed when he came to God. He said, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things, he said, are gonna pass away and all things are gonna become new. When you get God, when you get in his kingdom, when you become a part of the kingdom of God, you will change your life because that's what the Holy Ghost is all about. Such, he said, Paul said, and such were some of you. What? We were thieves, we were covetous, we were drunkards, we were adulterers, we were fornicators, we were idolaters. He named all that stuff and he said, and such were some of you. But guess what? You are washed and you are sanctified and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things he said are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm preaching truth here this morning. You better hear this pastor if you want to be in the kingdom of God. You need to have a born again experience. You need to leave that old lifestyle. You need to come into the presence of God and let him change your heart and change your mind like only he can do. Hallelujah. Paul said, furthermore, in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19, he said, now the works of the flesh, that's this stuff right here. That's what got you ready this morning. That's what looked in the mirror and said, oh, you look good. The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. He said, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in times past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm preaching against sin today. I'm telling you what the book says today. I'm telling you what God wants you to know here this morning, that the kingdom of God has never been more valuable than it is right now, right now. Do you know what kind of world we live in? I've had people get mad at me over the last few months because I preached against certain things. Well, guess what? You get mad, but I ain't quit preaching. Amen? See, this church still has Bible foundation. And we don't believe. We don't believe what the world believes. You're not going to inject into our kids what the world is thinking. I'm going to stand right here and boldly tell you 
that we are living in a world that has tried to hammer away at our conscience and our mind and our soul and the heart of truth and convince us that, oh, it's okay now. It's a new day, Pastor. It's a new, we don't do, we don't believe that anymore. Let me tell you, we need to do exactly what I preached last Sunday and get somewhere and have a divine intervention in our life so that God should shake us and move us and stir us. You see, what what's, what's was sin is still sin. There's something, I'm going to preach a little bit right now. There's some things that we call sin that wasn't sin. But I want to tell you, there are some things that are named in this Bible and when they're named, they're sin. And God hadn't changed his mind about it. And God hadn't changed his tune about it. And God's still going to judge us by what he said in the book. It's not what I like or what I don't like. It's not what my flesh says is okay or it's not okay. It's what the Word of God said. I'll make a pledge to you today. If I preach it, it's going to be in this book. That's why some things I left alone a long time ago. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's some things that are still there that we better beware of. I can name if I need to. I'm just telling you the spirit of my age is upon us. And the kingdom of heaven is, is it's being rushed by the armies of hell and, and trying to invade the church his demonic spirits and spirits that will cause us. Let me tell you what this generation tolerates will become law in the next generation. Don't you ever forget that. What this generation says is okay and we tolerate it just to try to get by. Let me tell you, we, we, we can't tolerate it. We're not going to tolerate it here. I'm, I don't care what the laws are, are passed that says it's okay or I don't care what, what the governor says or the president says or the congress says and you know they're tiptoeing through the voters they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings now but I want to tell you and I'm going to preach it again today homosexuality is still wrong gay marriage is still a sin I want to tell you today that abortion is still a lie and it's still wrong and it's murder I don't care who tells you what the sanctity of life is written in this book and some of you don't agree with me today and you can sit on me like a knot on a log but when you get to heaven you're going to find out the pastor was right if you make it we shouldn't be mean I love every one of those sinners I love every drug addict ever walked in here you want me to show you some I got some there's one right there used to be there's one right there used to be there's one right there used to be there's plenty. There's some alcoholics in this place today. That God, there's one right there. Here's a man that spent time in prison. But guess where he's at now? On the front row of a church right here. And he's faithful as, I could, as he could ever be. You see, God changes all that. You're going to tell me the power of the Holy Ghost won't do that? I'm going to tell you when you come to the kingdom of God, it becomes valuable to you. That's why Merle Ewan or Joan one wrote a song that said, if you would have known me before I knew him, you'd understand why I love him because the church has changed my life. The works of the flesh, he said, are manifest. They're manifest. You know what that means? They show themselves. 
the works of the flesh show themselves. And they're named in Galatians chapter 5. I preach it to you today that when you stumble over the pearl, you better go sell everything you've got to get the pearl. When you stumble over the treasure, you better go sell all your belongings to buy the field because it'll be worth it in the long run. There, I'm sure there were other merchants that said, man, are you crazy? That's not necessary. He said, you don't understand. This is valuable to me. This is the thing that I've been looking for all all of my life. Thank you, brother. I'm going to keep preaching it till I die. And when I'm through and gone, I hope somebody will stand in this pulpit and say, Pastor, said it and I believe it. Because I'm preaching what G.E. Chance preached. And he's preaching what Tom Fred Tenney preached. And what Marvin Treese preached. And it's been preached in this church since 1948. And it ain't about to change now. The value of the kingdom, the pearl, the treasure, the net. Pastor, can't we just love everybody? Yes. Jesus loved everybody. Jesus. Jesus went to Simon's house. And he was a sinner. Jesus let a prostitute wash his feet with the hair of her head. He loved her, but he didn't condone her. already left and went to lunch on me but it's okay because you see let me tell you when the kingdom becomes valuable when all of a sudden it's saving your kids when all of a sudden it's, it's, it's getting your family out of bondage let me tell you when the kingdom of God comes valuable to you when you're laying on a sick bed dying and you realize this is what it's all about this is more important than anything else I've ever done this is what it's all about. Let me tell you, there's no price too big to pay for the kingdom of God. There's no price too big to pay for the things of God in your life. You say, Pastor, I just can't give this up. Well, let me tell you what you will, let me tell you what you will give up everything to go to hell. Because when you get there, there ain't gonna be one mall bar. There's not gonna be one can of beer. There's not gonna be one drug you can shoot up. There's not gonna be one. There's no, no adultery in hell. Think about it. You, 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 you go to hell, you're going to give up everything. So why not give it all up now and go to heaven with the rest of us? Why not just buy into the kingdom? Why not just say none of that's worth it? It's just not worth it to me. I know this is old-fashioned preaching, but I believe in old-fashioned preaching. I believe this is what gets us to heaven. Hallelujah. I'm not going to water it down for you on a Sunday morning. The crowd may get slimmer than this, but I'm going to keep preaching what I've been preaching. And I'm not going to let up because it's the day and hour we're living in. The kingdom has got to become valuable. I do love my church. I love my church. But I love his church. Hallelujah. I love the things of God in my life. Are we perfect? No, we're far from it. Do we, ever think, do, we do everything right? No, we don't do everything 
ain't right. But I'll tell you what, we've got to strive every day to make the church of the living God a part of our lives in the 21st century. Stand all over this house with me today. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. My life is not my own. To him I belong. So I give myself to you today, Lord. I give myself to you. The pearl, I bought it. The field, I purchased it. The net, it's still happening. I love it. I love it. No matter who comes to this church, I love it. When God reaches down, puts his arms around people and just loves them right into his kingdom. Now, when I say the things that I say today, listen to me. When I say the things that I say about sin and the things that are prevalent in our day, it's because that's what we're facing most. That's what, that's what the world is about. They want everything to be okay. Everything. I want you to hear me right now. Everything is not okay according to the what they say. We've got to check our, our life by the Word of God. And we can love sinners but hate sin. Are you listening? I said we can love sinners but hate sin. I love I love every soul in this building today. I love those that, that have come and gone. But Jesus himself, he spoke it and he made them mad. And he brought them off by the hundreds and thousands. Have you ever read the book? Do you know that there were 500 people standing that watched him go and looked at the bottom of his feet when he ascended up to the heavens. 500 people were there. 500. And an angel said, you men of Galilee, why stand you gazing into the heavens? The same Jesus you've seen go away. He's coming again in like manner. And from the ascension to the upper room, just a few days, Donna, just a few days, Jesus lost 380 people because there was only about 120 in the upper room. From the ascension to the upper room, he lost 380 so-called Christians. Is anybody with me today? Anybody want to be a part of the kingdom of heaven? The kingdom of heaven. How important is it, Pastor? It's the most valuable thing in your life. Let me tell you something. My kids are all here today. I love them so much. They're all, they, they're big enough to make own choices and all that stuff. But let me tell you, they'll tell you today, when we was growing up, there wasn't a question about how we were going to live, if we were going to church or not. And every one of them would tell you today. You, did, you didn't get up on Sunday morning and say, hey, Dad, we're going to church today. That's a stupid question. Do we have to go to youth service? That's a dumb question. Don't even ask that question. Anybody else raised that way? I was raised that way. I can see right now me telling GE, I ain't going today. Oh, yeah. That's what you think, boy. His words would have been, you watching, Mom? This is what he would have said. Son, I'll, I'll stomp a butthole in you and walk it dry. That's what he had said. Be tough on us. Yes, sir. But you know what I learned? 
He did it because this is the most important thing that I've ever got a hold of. He'd rather me be saved than drive a new car. He'd rather me save, be saved than have money in the bank. He'd rather me be saved than anything in the world. The kingdom of God is so important to me. It's I love my church month. And I don't just love this church. I love the body of Christ. I love the church around the world. Every one of them. Thank you, Lord, because you gave me the pearl of great price. And you gave me the treasure in the field. And you included me in the net. And you kept me. Thank you, Lord, for the kingdom. Put your hands up all over this room today. Thank you for your kingdom. Thank you for your kingdom. Thank you. I give myself, I give myself to you. Oh, yes, I do. My life is not my own. Put your hands up and sing it. If you don't know it, just say it. Say it with your heart. I give myself to you, Lord. My life is not my own. Myself, I give myself to you. My life is not my own. Sing it with us now. Well, I give myself, I give myself to you. I give myself away. Oh, yeah. I give myself away. So you can use me. I give myself away. Yes, I give myself away. So you can use me. I give myself away. I am Lord. I want to be a part of your kingdom today. I want to be a part of your kingdom. I want to be involved in your kingdom today. Pay the price. I give myself. I'm willing to give myself to you. Yes, I am.
there are preachers and there are churches all over America. You can find them right here in our Twin City that will tell you no matter what, you're okay. Since Christ died for all, all men are saved. I wish that was true. Christ died for all, but men have to save themselves from an untoward generation. But I want to make a pledge to you today. I'm going to keep preaching against sin. I'm going to keep preaching for righteousness and against unrighteousness. I'm going to do everything I can. Some of you, I'm trying to get you to heaven and you're, you're, you're holding back and I've, I got you by the arm and dragging you in and you kicking and screaming. Would you hear me today? This is the most important thing you will do this week is to get ready for the kingdom of God and to be involved in it. This is the most important thing. 